Welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark. Round 22, we're in the run home to finals, and I'm joined by these two gentlemen, two of the best sharpshooters in the competition, Steve Johnson from Geelong and GWS. Um, now, recently, the Premiership catch also it didn't go to his 40th, so I was wondering whether you attended his book launch this week. He would have had you around, all in, you know, have a lot of his good mates there to celebrate the book. Did you get along? I didn't go, but didn't go? I, I think he sent me a copy, so it's in the mail. I'm What's looking it? forward to reading it. Are you? What's the last book you've read, Stevie? Uh, my own autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I actually didn't read that. That's, that's being completely honest. I read it for a chapter, yeah. and I thought, this is a bit yeah. strange, and uh, put it down. I haven't yeah. read my own book. It's been a while, hasn't it, Stevie? <laughs> it has. And this man, um, Nathan Brown, of course, Western Bulldogs and Richmond superstar. You, we sometimes talk off air, Brownie, and you just said that you think Cody Waitman is actually doing too much defensive stuff. Like, too <laughs> he much. Was too high last week, too, too high. Much, you want him to focus more on his own goal kicking, don't you? <laughs> had him for two goals last week. The work he did up the field was extraordinary, and yes. he was buggered by the time he did all this work. Unbelievable defensive pressure, yeah. but just didn't have enough to get back into the 50 and kick a couple. But uh, he's playing some nice football, Cody. He certainly is, but you want him to be more selfish, which is great. Hey, um, the AFL's got a big issue on its hands. It doesn't have a grand final oh, entertainment yes. And they've been keen on this. Robbie Williams last he was year. Great last year. Was Crowded house, pulled out. Yes, so they've got a problem. They've got a vacancy in it. I'm just wondering, Jono, whether you think this man should fill the breach. He's very good at singing and performing. Why are you singing? We had a bit of a tiff back in the day on the footy field and Nate, thought, Nate thought that I hated him. Right. And he's probably right until I <laughs> sort of... It's been going for 20 years, this feud, yeah. until we started working together. And then, and now you're all good. So you had a bit of a tiff on the field, so who started that? Well, apparently I started it, but I was standing in the middle of Cadinia Park one day, so we yeah. a proper game going on. Yeah. Never forget. And all, I'm standing in the middle, the ball's up the other end, it's in the Cats forward line. All yeah. of a sudden I get banged in from behind, knocked over. Yeah. He starts running past, sticking the finger up at me. And Why? I was like, I, I didn't even know who he was. I had to check the number 20 in the record. I said, who's this upstart? What did you do that for? Uh, he he, uh, he done something to me. He said something to me. And I thought, the next time I get an opportunity, Ooh. I'm going to run straight through him. So and you, you never let him get one up on you, Jake. Oh, yeah. Always find a way to get him back. Did you get your revenge or did you no, just back really. Now we work together. Now we're yeah. mates. So <laughs> we hated each other for 20 years. But look at us now. We're going well. Hey, speak. Speaking of mates and people who hate each other. Speaking um, of going well. Scotty Pendlebury used mm. to do a Jock and Juno podcast and it's come back to yeah. much of the detriment of Dale Thomas who mm. you've had to give up mm. a spot on a midweek. But this is the first week back. I believe you're in six shows and look at the chemistry between you two here. Just have a look at it yesterday. <laughs> who replaces Nick Dacos? Who, this is either side. Have yes. a, that is just unbelievable is. chemistry. Yeah. It must be flying down there. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah unmissable, uh, being told. Flying up the charts, this uh, pen, yeah. uh, this hey, podcast. Pumped, Scotty. We, uh, yeah, we had a three-year break, but now we're back, and uh, the feedback has been very strong. Probably didn't, the camera didn't catch us at our greatest moments there. I reckon, Scotty, I reckon you've made a mistake, Pendles. With me? Yeah. Okay, um, I think it's been outstanding. Um, Good gag, Brownie. We love that one. Hey, uh, it is time to straighten up for Are You Sure? (laughs) 
Hey, Stevie J, you were all over this on Sunday. St Kilda double-teaming Charlie Kernow to keep him quiet. Are you sure this is the blueprint for every other team to adopt against Carlton? I think they did it really well, um, St Kilda. Wilkie went and took his body, battle come across third man in, um, which forced Kernow to actually have to play a little bit higher. And I think he can do that probably against Stephen May. If he gets that matchup, play up a bit higher so Lever can't come across mm -hmm. and allow their smalls to go to work deeper inside 50, and they generated some pretty good scores from their dangerous smalls on the weekend. Very good. Hey, Brownie, are you sure Paddy Dow has a bright future at another club? Are you buying his stock? No reason he can't have a bright future at Carlton. Um, I was surprised. He's almost played 70 games, Paddy Dow, so he's not a young man anymore, but he needs to go to a club, if he does go to a club, that have good users on the outside. So his use of the ball isn't as good as what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So either stay at Carlton and get the job done, which I think he can, mm -hmm. or go to a club that's already got good users. Very good. Hey, Stevie J, Carlton has the team to beat for this year's flag if they can topple Melbourne on Saturday night? Well, everyone seems to think that Melbourne's now the Premiership fancy, mm. uh, given their form line. What but I think them? it just changes. It's too hard to pick right at the moment. If if um, if Carlton beat them, everyone's going to be all over Carlton and off Melbourne. If Melbourne win, they're going to say, well, they're still the Premiership favourites. Who knows until we get to the first final. You're on the Ds it's at so, the moment. The, the, the competition is so even. It's going to be the form team of the last three weeks um, which horse you've got to qualify. I'm, I'm with Melbourne. Yep. I think they've improved their forward half issues. So, hey, uh, Brownie, are you sure uh, Errol Goulden is a better player than uh, Chatty Warner at Sydney? Ooh, Errol Goulden or Chatty Warner? Two star young swans. At the moment, I'm going to go... Errol Goulden this season. Yep. I think Chad, Chad's a great player, but he's just dropped off a bit. I think... Errol Goulden is the best kick in the competition right now. Do you now. really? So the best left foot kick in the competition. He can use his right as well. I was going to say. Um, yeah. The Dacos boys are pretty handy. I've had a few best kicks in the competition of late. <laughs> but I tell you what, Errol, he's my man. Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Stevie? Uh, out of those two? Yep. I think they both can end up with at least four All-Australian Guernseys by the end of their oh, career. Very good. Uh, Stevie J, are you sure... North Melbourne would be a good fit for Swans midfielder Dylan Stevens. This is something you broke at the weekend. Yeah, I think it would be, and I think they're interested in um, seeing if they can attract him to their footy club. They've got some quality uh, inside midfielders, Sheasel mm -hmm. uh, and Wardlaw, uh, Davies Uniac. They need some outside run and, and a good strong kicker, a left foot winger would be mm -hmm. perfect for them. So Dylan Stevens. Um, hasn't had the opportunities that he would have liked at Sydney, but he could be a really good pickup for him. Oh, I like that, Stevie J. More recruiting files from you. Hey, Brownie, are you sure Collingwood can't win the flag anymore? Collingwood can absolutely still win the grand final, not a problem. Yeah, I'm buying the pie stock, that's for sure. And Stevie J, Grian Myers, are you sure he will be in this year's All-Australian team? We've been slow burning on this guy for a while now. I'm not sure that they will select him, but if he was, if it was me selecting the team based on his ability to set up goals, get up the ground, apply defensive pressure, um, you know, I think he has to be in the best team of the competition this How year. How many I've, goals do you think a goal assist is worth? Because I I've think it's worth the before. equivalent of two goals, um, and he's going to end up with over 40 so goal it, assists. So if, if I look at it, Charlie... So he's kicked 80. Yeah, but Charlie, Cam, Charlie Cameron, uh, Tom Papley... Um, who Look, else? Bruce. We got Rankin and, and Bruce. I've got Bruce actually in my uh, forward line in the All Australian team. He's kicked about 45 goals this season, and the other guys are between 35 and 45. But Grian Myers yep. 
as a role-playing half forward. I think Petraka's in there, and then you've got Kerno and uh, Walker. I like lock, it. So yeah. Unselfish player. Last one, Brownie. And quickly, are you sure Eagles should stick with Adam Simpson as coach for next season? I'm not sure. Ooh. I don't know enough of the internals at the club, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that Adam Simpson has to go, but I'm saying I'm not sure. Very good. <laughs> uh, that has been, are you sure? <laughs> Massive game on Friday night. Going to be a full house at the MCG, Collingwood versus Geelong. And before we get to the game, it just sort of what sort of took us back, Stevie, to your first game against uh, Collingwood. I think back in 2002. Well, you set the field alight too, and this was the day you exploded, of course. Nice and cheapy. Yeah, well, poor old Kent Kingsley's on the ground, got a free kick, and Stevie's taking it. Here's Wojak. Tell us the story about him. Wojak, he's just, <laughs> he launched through the middle, always run back towards goal when Wojak had the footy, always oh, just kick it 60 yes. metres. So nice. we got out the back there. I think Jimmy that Clement. Glenn Freeboard, maybe? Might have been actually Ben Johnson. That's the first J curve. Yes, yeah, first J curve uh, ever kicked Can at he? the MCG. Yeah. So I was a Collingwood supporter growing up. Yeah. And so this oh, was a dream of mine to play at the yes. MCG, not necessarily against Collingwood, but I reckon on this occasion, so I've gone out there, yeah, my fifth game of footy, I used to go down to Collingwood games probably eight, nine times a oh, year a lucky with my one. family. Mm. Very lucky. You've you got to read the bounce, Nate. You've got to make, make your own luck, don't you? <laughs> make your own <laughs> luck. And I what did Peter Dacos used to say? Uh, the harder he trained, the luckier he seemed that's to get. exactly right. And I reckon Nathan Buckley would have ran past me on a few occasions there and gone, that's that freckly little kid that's asked for my autograph about 50 times. Mm. You reckon he recognised you? He, he would. He uh, recognition in his fifth game. <laughs> Bucks would have done that a bit. I'm not sure he would have. How did you feel coming off of the ground? That's, that, was your, that was your big moment, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was back page of the Herald Sun uh, after that. So that was, that was the... Um, Stevie Wonder headline. Uh, I don't think it was Stevie Wonder with those goals. Kicked a few better How ones. How long than after the, did you break your ankle at the Torquay pub? <laughs> <laughs> no, we told that story that. a few times, Brad. It's fair to say. Let's get into that massive game. Geelong versus Collingwood. Stakes high for both because uh, Collingwood form had been average, let's, uh, let's be honest, the past couple of weeks, Browning. Yeah, they're in a bit of a form slump, but you'd expect that. They've been so good all season. Missing Nick Dacos, that is going to be an issue, so they haven't had him. Who steps up? Um, Ngoi? Well, it has to be a multiple uh, of players. I think Jordan Ngoi will play a little bit more forward. I think he'll play a little bit of the role Petrarca's been playing. Mm. Uh, Crisp has stepped up in the last few weeks, playing more midfield time. I think McCreary will play high and use his speed as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, Geelong aren't going as well as what they were last year. We know that. Collingwood, they're off a little bit at the moment, but at the MCG, I just think Collingwood have got too good of too many good players to step up. Mm. Their game plan is too solid for them to now drop away. I don't see Collingwood. People want Collingwood to drop away all of a sudden. I don't see it happening, and, and I think they beat you along. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I don't see it happening either. I think Markov and Noble have important roles for Collingwood now off the halfback flanks. Providing they can yeah, provide that run and, yep. and a bit of dare, and I think they'll come out extremely hungry. Uh, this weekend against the Cats, and, and, and they'll go back to the basics. They'll go back to, let's apply the pressure. That's, that's how they sort of started um, forming their identity as a footy club, bring the pressure, turn it over, and then go straight back through the opposition. I think they've off. been relying a little bit too much on their attack yeah. uh, in recent weeks. So they need to get back to the basics, mm -hmm. and they'll bring that. And I don't know if Geelong's going to be able to cope with it with uh, a couple of players but they have what out. What they have done is turn the ball over more in the last few weeks than what they've ever had in the last 18 months. And when you turn the ball over in vulnerable positions, it goes back quite comfortably the other way. You think of Collingwood, they've had the best skills yep. for the competition in the last yep. 18 months. The last two weeks, 
that has left them, and it's left them vulnerable. Interesting, the depth of the midfield. I think Collingwood, even without Dacos, Collingwood's got Geelong in the midfield stakes. That's been the question mark for mine, the midfield depth on the Cats there. Andrew Mackey, the list boss, will have some work to do, potentially bolstering that. Guthrie's been out injured with that toe uh, problem for uh, the bulk of the year. Right, coming up next, it's bacon or egg, and uh, Brownie has got a strong say on this year's premiership race. That's coming up next on In the Back Pocket. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Going to be a blockbuster finish to this AFL uh, season. Hey, Stevie J, you said something last week that the GWS and Sydney boys like to get around the eastern suburbs of Sydney and hang out at icebergs and Bondi and all the sort of... What he was saying is yeah. they don't live out west. No, they live in a really nice uh, bit. And, uh, affluent area. Yes, you were scrolling through uh, Stevie J's Instagram. I was. Something raised your eyebrow, Brady. Well, why you would post this on your Instagram, I've got no <laughs> idea, but... But he obviously it's thinks he's very, very tanned and happy with himself strong. at the moment. A bit cold, yeah. obviously, as well. Yeah. yeah, well, it's just to rub it into those. It was to rub it into the players in Victoria yeah. that we're probably yeah. sitting down here 12 degrees in the wintertime, or it's about 22 degrees up there at uh, Icebergs in Sydney mm. in the extra large speedos. After no. you took your retirement fund. <laughs> after you took your It was cold. After you took your retirement fund, maybe one or two seasons too early. Did they give you a big offer a few seasons before that, and then you went? for half the rate. Yeah, I said no to them. I got a phone call. I was in LA at the time. Craig Kelly rang and said, look, the Giants are thinking about uh, offering you a five-year deal to go up there and potentially play for three or four and then coach the rest of the contract out. I said, no, I'm fine. I'm a loyal uh, person. <laughs> I'm, a I'm a loyal cat. Cat for life. Anyway, 12 months later, cats give me the arse. <laughs> I go up there for about a third of what they offered me in the first place. <laughs> How much did they offer you the first time? Seven. Uh, Eight. Not sure exactly because we didn't get to the nitty gritty, but oh, uh, it was I'll, big. Is that what you're loyalty saying? Loyalty cost me a few hundred, I think. Yeah, that jock shot certainly interesting by you putting it up on your own Instagram account. Uh, right, speaking of interesting, it is time for bacon of the egg. So this is brownie segment. Bacon, very tough and uh, central, committed. integral, committed, and egg is. Just the nice part of it. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with my bacon, and that is Michael Voss. The pressure this man was under mid-season was enormous. People talking about whether he should be sacked with a year in his contract. He has turned it around, and he has shown nerves of steel. So we take our hats off to the Carlton coach, Michael Voss of Blues, just about the form team of the competition. Take on Melbourne, of course, Saturday night. Now, my egg is the traditionalists who think we should keep the day grand final. Now, I think we saw the Matildas uh, win over Denmark this week. Extraordinary broadcast numbers. What mm. was it, six million or so? Yep. That's because it was at a nice nighttime spot and the whole uh, spot and the whole country got behind it. I think we need to have a go at the twilight or the nighttime grand final. So I think we need to change that. Uh, hitting the big markets there, Jay. Thank okay, you. so my bacon this week is Liam Baker at the Richmond Football Club. So I uh, spoke... I. Uh, heard Kane Corns say that he should be the next captain of the Richmond Football Club and I completely agree. Yeah. Every time I see him put his head over the football, go back with the flight, the smothers, I think he's the yeah. man that you want to lead the football club. Yeah. Now my egg is Marlon Pickett. Burst onto the scene, Marlon Pickett. Was getting big numbers, blind turns, unbelievable. But I think at the moment he needs to go back into the midfield. Um, he's been playing a little bit forward, a little bit back fumbling a little bit. I want Marlon Pickett to go into the midfield because Richmond needs some class through there and become the player he was a few years ago. So Marlon Pickett needs to lift for me. Stevie J, how many times has Brownie ripped off one of Kane Corns' comments? 
Well, he does I every just, Sunday on the uh, every week. Sunday I'm just footy show. Him then. Yeah, I know, but you got to come up with your own stuff, Nathan. You can't I'm just, just get. I know, but the, we don't want we don't want Kane's don't want comments reheated. We want Brownie's original comments, and Kane will be watching this. He loves the show. Some more material for you. All what right. You well, I'm going to start with some of my material. So yes. my bacon <laughs> for this week is Kazaya Pickett. Ooh. Now, I think you guys might have questioned his form, maybe going back about a month ago. Because he wasn't playing that well. He wasn't. But now he is rock solid. He's been in terrific form. It's one of the reasons why mm. Melbourne have fixed their forward half issues. So, Kazai Pickett, well done. Honourable mentions to the Snake Melksham and uh, young Chandler down there. Been fantastic. Mm. Been honourable mentions my, out now. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a full my plate, egg <laughs> for this week. So, my egg is like uh, <laughs> Fremantle. So, Nathan, you know how big I have been yes. on Fremantle. Yeah, top two, you From said. the start of the yeah. season, you've been I disappointing. Um, and I just have to let you know, I yeah. take responsibility for put, putting my... Um, Eggs what in is the Fremantle egg? basket. Yeah, mm. my eggs in the Fremantle basket and it didn't come off. So uh, next year, mm. um, this has been a, a, a bad year for you, but mm. I, I still feel like they've got the uh, cattle there to succeed mm. in the future. Okay. Yeah, it took a while, yeah, but he got there. Um, how heavily invested are you in the Fremantle sort of top eight surge, Stevie? Yeah. I'm have, not invested financially at all, no? but um, I just think that they've got one of the best young lists in the competition. Mm-hmm. It should be better. Very good, Stephen Wright. Uh, speaking of coming off the long runs, it is time for In My Opinion. <clears throat> so, Jay, we're all trying to figure out who is going to win the premiership, and mm-hmm. you have to go back and have a look at the recent form. So this is the last five years of premiership winners and what they've done after round 17. Mm-hmm. So um, it all actually goes back six years. So only once has West Coast... Eight and two, lost more, a club lost more than two games after round 17. Mm. So the form teams going in all the way down to Richmond, nine and one. So it's 10 and 0, eight and one, nine and one, 10 and 0. And that is the form line after round 17. Richmond obviously in the shortened season. Mm. So the second graphic I want to see it, these are the form teams right now. So Melbourne have won five in a row, Carlton are seven in a row, the Giants four or five, Sydney. So nobody else in the last six years, nobody else in the top eight at the moment. Sydney are outside the top eight, that's why that line is there. Mm has that form line at the moment. So they're gonna to have to buck the trend of the last six years. So is that Collingwood run of the pub at the moment? So I guess what I'm saying is at the moment, this is wide open. I believe every side, Bass and Kilda, can win the premiership at the moment. For so long it has been only the top three could win the premiership. But as I look at that ladder, I still think a side being Sydney outside the top eight at the moment can win the premiership. It is wide open. Collingwood injury concerns yep. and form. So, so long have got form concerns, Port Adelaide injuries and form, Brisbane up and down a little bit. I think that there's probably eight or nine clubs still that can win the premiership. So put in a time capsule. Who are you picking now? Ah, Collingwood. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Brownie. Hey, my opinion, it was interesting what we saw at the finish of the West Coast and Essendon game. Um, uh, Essendon come back in the last minute, kicked that goal to win after the Eagles were in front. And you saw uh, West Coast coach Adam Simpson say no plus one. No plus one. Now, typically in that situation, Steve, you would park the bus. You would have four people back. Now, I'm not saying they are trying to lose in that situation, but there is no way in the world they are trying everything to win. You are saying they are tanking. No, that's what I'm not saying. I'm saying they're not trying to tank. You're saying they they tanked. How? Alluding to the question mark, what's going through the coach's mind in that situation? Are they thinking about the pick Well, I think with one minute to go, you you try and park the bus as quick as you can. If it's only one minute. But the logic around it is, They've come back from 30 points down, mm-hmm. playing attacking footy. 
So why then go and go defensive when you actually got the momentum of the game because and allow not, the opposition to get they are maybe in front at this potentially point. repeat yeah, entries? But with one yeah. minute to go, if there's yeah. one minute to go on a goals kick, it's like wingers back, half forwards up, and and defensive V in your centre bounce. Are you yeah. saying they tanked? I think it's the most extraordinary coaching thing we've seen on the football field uh, this year, and I think the scrutiny is warranted. That has been, in my opinion. <clears throat> Well, if Friday night was big, what about the game on Saturday night? Carlton versus Melbourne. Uh, Stevie, the Blues, just about the form team of the competition at the moment. Red hot second half to pip the Saints. Last week they take on uh, Melbourne. Whoever wins this is the team to beat for the flag, do you think? Well, these two are the two best form teams in the competition right at the moment. Mm. So this is Carlton's biggest test. I think St Kilda on the weekend, they were good enough to to get over the top of them when St Kilda looked like they were going to be the winner at halftime. So that was a, a big tick to them um, to, to do that. Um, but this is a different challenge. Melbourne's uh, got a, a better list and a better team together than what St Kilda has. Uh, Melbourne um, have won about five on the trot right at the moment, might even be yeah. uh, more than that. Clayton so Oliver back their in. front half woes uh, have been improved in recent weeks and Kazai Pickett is in unbelievable form. So right. I expect the Melbourne uh, Demons to win this, but it could be a close one. And Carlton deserves the credit if they're able to win this to maybe be a flag contender. No petty for the Demons. So another forward reshuffle. How far can Carlton go, Brownie? How much do you believe in what the Blues have built over the last two months? Yeah, I believe 90%. So I need to be convinced of another 10%. So Michael Voss did a great job after halftime last week. So they kicked it multiple times to Charlie Kern on the first half. He was three on one, four yep. on one on occasions. So they changed it at halftime. They went one on one ahead of the football, behind the football. Um, and he was allowed to get the, the midfield then got on their bike and started to get it. And there was more options. So it wasn't just Charlie Kerner. There was more options kicking goals everywhere. So that was a big win. Can they do the same thing against Melbourne though? Melbourne have been doing this for the last four to five years with May and Lever and they are so well drilled. So if Carlton play a first half like they did last week, yep. the game might be gone. They mightn't be able to get back into it. But mm. you identified last week that if you are a small forward playing against this side, you've got big opportunities. And that means Kaiser Pickett, Chandler could get on the end of it. Yeah, I, I think the likes of, uh, say, Nick Newman, for instance, who had a terrific game on the weekend, got plenty of the ball and generated some attack for Carlton. Mm. He plays very aggressive um, as a defender. And I thought St Kilda... Uh, missed some really good opportunities when they were going forward on the weekend, just some skill errors, some execution. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think Melbourne um, are a better team than that. And if they do try and play that aggressive defence, um, Pickett and Chandler and Malcolm, they'll take be too smart. They'll take their chances and, and, and that'll be the, the difference in this game. Zach Fisher, new role halfback, look very good. Ollie Holland's rising star, love his run. Important for them. And Jacob Weedering, seven intercept marks last week. He's back in the All-Australian mix. Going to be a fascinating game on Saturday night. Saturday night. Right, coming up next, Stevie J is at a look at the Hawks list. I've seen a sneak peek of this. It is very good, but what do they need? That's coming up next. And and also, another edition of Pull Your Head In, uh, Nathan Brown is getting all political on us. That's coming up next on In The Back Pocket. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Now, our man Nathan Brown has been big on the Hawks since the start of the season. And now, Stevie J wants to attach his caravan to Sam Mitchell's men on the recruiting files. Yes, I know Nathan has been bullish on the Hawks, but uh, I want to show you a graphic here and talk through the Hawthorne list and why I think they can be a contender 
for the 2025 Ooh. flag. So um, if we look at this um, this graphic here and we point out the ones in green, these are the players that they've established over uh, the last five or six years. Very good players for the Hawthorne Football Club. They'll be the backbone of this team mm -hmm. for the next uh, three or four seasons. Luke Bruce is the oldest one there, but still in all Australian form, still going really well, still has another couple of years left in him. The players in the white, mm -hmm. Weddell, McGuinness, McDonald, you can see them all there. They're all very good young players, particularly Will Day. Mm -hmm. So he's probably the best uh, talent they've, they have on their list. But I love what those other guys around him are doing. They've drafted those in, in the more recent seasons. Um, and then the two spots that I see missing are in red there. I think they need to chase a centre-half back, go, go after a really good A-grade centre-half back to support that uh, back line, which is a little bit small, and Sicily has to do a bulk of the work, and then chase an A or B-grade key forward. So you look at that list, you think more games into those players, um, yes, they've been losing quite a number of games now, but the excitement brand of footy that they're playing under Sam Mitchell, and with uh, those players getting another 30, 40 games under their belt, they can really contend if they can add to their list because they have cash in the bank. I like it, They've Steve. got a pick three. They could go after a Ben King or a, ha a Harry Mackay or... Yep. Someone like that. I, like I think uh, I'm very I'm bullish, bullish on, on the Hawks, as you know. We've been mm. discussing this. War chest, how big is it? Because yep. they have got mm. endless money at the moment to go after and endless cap space yep. to go after someone big. 100% Brownie. And their decisions to offload Jagger, O'Meara, and Tom Mitchell. Anyone regretting that at the moment? Their midfield has improved since offloading a couple of those veterans. $2 million, I understand, they've got to play with. To your point, Stevie, key forward, key back. You mentioned Ben King. I think he would be 1A on that list. Very good analysis from you. Stevie Johnson. Now, I've got a feeling Nathan Brown is about to get all political on Pull Your Head In. I want to ask you a question because you're a journo, you should know these things. How many wonders of the world are there? Mm, seven. Yes, there are seven, but the leader of the free world, Joe Biden, seems to think they're nine. The Grand Canyon, one of the Earth's nine wonders, wonders of the world. Literally, think of that. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> Pull your head in, Joe. There's only seven, mate, and the Grand Canyon's not one of them. Is he even talking a bit slow? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He's got the glasses on, so he might have had a big night, I think. That was interesting. Stevie. All right, I want to just touch on uh, Jake Paul. So, pull your head in, Jake Paul. He arrives to this fight. Mm. <laughs> on an army tank. And he's fighting Nate Diaz, who's 38 years old. He's punch drunk. He comes from uh, a cage fighting background and he turns up like he's a rock star that's about to fight Mike Tyson. Come on, pull your head in, mate. Did he win on the tank? He won. Did he? Yeah, on points. Uh, if you win, you can probably yeah, come roll in. Roll anyway. roll. Hey, pull your head in, Melbourne coach Simon Goodwin. Now... 17 other coaches in the competition are doing their, breasts, their press conferences in person. Normal ones. Your weekly press conference, you yep. stand around, hold microphones. He's still doing it on Zoom. Now, that is very 2020 vibes from mm. Simon. What is he worried about? Maybe he's a germaphobe. Oh, maybe he is because we've moved on from that whole period and he's still doing his press conferences. The only coach, the only club in the competition to still be doing it. It's unusual, Simon. I feel like it needs to change. So pull your head in. All right, I've gone up the leader of the free world, but what about our country, our our leader and Anthony Albanese. Mm. We're at the quarterfinals of the Matildas and he has said, put on the agenda that we might have a public holiday if they win. Yeah. 
Talk about going the early crow. Anthony, they've still got three games to win. Just yeah. let them win those first. I agree. Let's have a public holiday. Yeah. But how about we wait till they win? I think it's just point grabbing by yes. Anthony Albanese. Like Pull your head in. Mm. And talk about the women's soccer. I uh, just want to touch on Megan Rapinoe. Mm. Uh, so a bit of arrogance from her um, over the recent history, the last couple of years and her World Cup campaigns. Mm. And she got found out on the weekend. She missed a penalty goal, went straight over the post, but also want to identify a person in the crowd that was there dressed up. So Mason Cox was there <laughs> in disguise. Mason Cox? Now, come on, Cox. <laughs> the big Texan is trying to go under the radar Going, like it just doesn't. Oh, I don't, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not already oh, not sure about him like and the it. goggles, like but to it. wear that and try and go un, in disguise. Yeah. Come on, Mason, pull your head in. Very good, <laughs> uh, Stephen. Hey, I uh, think the bloke who headbutted Jeremy Cameron at the Geelong pub, the Barwon Club, uh, a week and a half ago, can pull his head in. Now, Stevie, you know the story. Why did a bloke headbutt Jeremy Cameron? For no reason. Or was there something? Well, they were wearing the same jumpers. So Jeremy Cameron and his uh, mates yep. both walked into the pub, had a bit of a laugh because they were wearing the same jumpers. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they look over, a bloke's walking past, and he also had the identical jumper on. They said, hey, mate, you're wearing the same jumper as us. <laughs> Next thing, bang. Oh, Liverpool and that was it. And he ran off. That's a bit much, isn't it? Pull, too pull your head in. That's horrific behaviour. Glad Jeremy Cameron is well. That has been Pull Your Head In. Well, we might have thought the top two was all stitched up with Collingwood and Port Adelaide earlier in the season, but... Uh, those top two spots in a home first final certainly up for grabs as Port Adelaide host GWS, uh, of course. Steve, you've been big on their power, but uh, very good against Geelong. But generally speaking, their past month hasn't been as flash. It hasn't. They've lost four games in a row, but I still have uh, faith in what they're doing as a footy club. Sometimes you can go through these lean patches and they had you know, a few players missing last week and it was a strong performance against Geelong who's very hard to beat down yep. there. So uh, this is a big task for the Giants. They're coming off a loss against uh, Sydney in the Derby. So um, I reckon it'll be one of the matches of the round. Got faith in Port Adelaide though. I mean, they made seven changes, mm -hmm. force changes against Carlton and Carlton beat them comfortably. Mm -hmm. Then they had that massive game against Collingwood and they could have won that. Um, Collingwood got over the line late. Massive changes again, mm. players out late against Geelong, down in Geelong. I thought they had their chances to win it. So when you look at that, the form line does stack up. They've had excuses. Now, you don't want to have excuses week after week after week. Yep. And they need to make a stand and win a game, which I think it'll be this one. But I've got faith in Port Adelaide bouncing back and there's been circumstances why they've lost games. Can I ask you a question, Stevie? GWS has always had an enormous amount of talent. Uh, we know the high draft picks and the big big names. It wasn't working under Leon Cameron. What's changed under Adam Kingsley? It's a different defensive system. Is it more selfless play? Is it that simple? Uh, I think they've improved uh, defensively for yep. sure. But I think the, the biggest thing, to be honest, like two years ago, Leon Cameron was uh, almost coach of the year mm -hmm. because he took uh, the Giants to a final and won a final yep. when they were decimated by injuries. So I think the biggest thing is that they've got the cattle on the park now. Yep. Um, they've got a very uh, minimal in injury list, Good whereas injury. last year they were, yeah. you know, by this stage of the season, yeah. picking from 26 players. So yep. um, they've got a very talented list. And if you can keep them all on the park, you get Sam Taylor back, mm -hmm. who's having a terrific year now, and Toby's on fire at the other end. Their midfield looks pretty settled. Yep. So they're capable of beating anyone. Mm -hmm. It's just whether they can continually keep standing up. And it'd be interesting to see how they respond, but certainly buying in more defensively and maybe a little bit more selfless as well. Are you tipping? 
Port yep. at home. Yeah, Port just. Port at home against GWS. Now, uh, I'll tell you what has been a big battle, and that is the battle between you two in our $100 challenge each mm. this week. And we're up to the final couple of rounds, $100 play. Now, unlucky again last week, Cody Waitman, as you said. Played too high. <laughs> too, much, too much pressure. Who would have Defensive thought, pressure. Who would have thought on, the Cody. Hawks would beat the Pies? Exactly. And you had just started um, then, Stevie. And I see, Brandy, you're down nearly 200. Stevie for the year. Just the eight lead early too. I think good I lead. need to jump in on this competition for the last you can't jump the last in. Well, I think I need to just take you under my wing and and help you in this area. But I'm looking forward. You may have said the words better of the year before, uh, Stevie. So I'm looking forward to what you've got. Uh, Brownie, you're up first this week. What's your uh, bet? Okay, let's go. A couple of easy ones. I think Sydney and Brisbane win this. Bailey Scott, 20 plus. He's playing a role through the midfield, getting lots of numbers. Oliver Henry and Jamie Elliott to kick a goal at any time throughout the game. So pretty confident on that one, as I have been the last few weeks. But... Just been lis- missing out on one leg. Yeah, unfortunate. What about you, Steve? Well, I look forward to taking a big uh, lead advantage here. So I've got Collingwood 1-39, to the Swans 1-39, to and Kazai Pickett, who's been in very good form in the last month, to kick two goals. Mm. He'll have Newman wearing him like a glove, though, won't he? Newman doesn't wear anyone like a glove. Okay. He, He's uh, no Mickey Gaver, is he? <laughs> that's strong. So that's, that's, Corey, oh, that's right. paying a bit eight over bucks. eight bucks. I he thinks it's even. I think it's an even money bet. You like the pies, yeah. one to 39. you found value. So you've got an even money bet. You think it's four times more value, yeah? Yeah. And that's why I'm the expert and I'm in front. I'm in the black, you're in the red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joining you uh, next week. Nathan Brown in your fishing shirt. You've been outstanding. Stevie J, uh, fantastic as always. Thanks so much for joining us yeah, on probably. In the Back Pocket. We will see you next weekend. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.